So you know how I usually have, like, the small bit before the main show at the beginning of each episode? Like, uh, kind of a small comedic segue into the topic for the week? For instance, when I made the archaeology episode, the beginning was dedicated to making a couple of jokes about archaeology that wouldn't have fit in the main history segments. Well, a few weeks ago, I realized that all of my episodes had been about Europe, and I wanted to do a, a bit about me leaving my comfort zone, like... <sighs> okay, okay, here we go. Just make my way out of Europe, and then be like, Well, I know all my episodes have been based in Europe. I mean, I talked about Anatolia, but that was about when the but that was when the Greeks were occupying it, so it was more about them. And, I mean, yeah, I talked about Egypt, but it wasn't about Egyptian history. It was about the French stealing the artifacts. So that doesn't really count now, does it? Ugh, the bit was great. It was going to be so funny. I was all set to do it. I even set up a joke last week within the, uh, the, you know, the whole thing about me promising not to talk about Europe on the next episode. And then... As I was editing the previous episode, I realized something. The Stonewall Riots happened in New York. I had already gone outside of Europe. And now the bit is ruined! All that planning for nothing, all that work for no reason. I even tried to petition the British government to recolonize New York so I could still be technically right. Now I think I'm on the no-fly list. Either way, uh, so I, here I am, without a comedic bit, at the beginning of my show to fill up the first few minutes. <sighs> so I guess I'll just introduce the topic of this week's episode. Uh, today we're going to look at some more weird animal stories from history. Uh, maybe make it a segment, you know, like reminiscent of the first episode I did about uh, Wojtek. And uh, e even though like the bit didn't work out, I, I still promise not to talk about Europe. So, let's jump on into it and learn about a baboon who worked at a railway station on this week's episode of Historical Hijinks. So animals, they aren't people. Shocking, I know. But people seem to really like it when animals do things that people do. You know, like, uh, you go on, like, how many videos of there are cats doing, like, playing the piano and such. Those things go viral, and I want that kind of clout. So, I thought uh, doing something with animals would make a nice, quick episode that would be easy pr to produce during finals week. This story takes place in South Africa in the 1880s. Here, we meet a signalman named James Wilde. Now, uh, a signalman uh, is a person at the train station in charge of pulling levers to make a sign move and convey a message to oncoming trains. Uh, basically, imagine a stoplight, but it can tilt, has different veins to show what track to pull into, move up, down, left, right, backflip, change colors, I don't know, I'm, I, 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 you need like an engineering degree to make, to get, to make sense of this. Haha, <laughs> train jokes. But yeah, basically it was just a, a science to tell the conductor of the train what to do. Anyway, it was at the Cape Town to Port Elizabeth Railroad that a signalman named James Wilde worked. Although, uh, people, uh, called him Jumper. And I might be thinking, how the heck do you get a nickname like Jumper? Well, the reason he got this nickname is because his favorite pastime at work was jumping in between the rail cars as the trains were passing by. So basically, you know, when you're sitting on a street waiting for, like, a train to pass by at the railway crossing... And yeah, there's like little gaps in between the carts. Yeah, he, he liked to jump in between the, the, the gaps of the carts, like where they connected for some reason. And in a completely unforeseen accident, Jumper got caught underneath one of the rail cars and lost both of his legs. 
This caused him to have two peg legs and somehow keep his position as a signalman even after his actions, and for some reason, keep the nickname Jumper despite his condition. Jumper found his position as a signalman much more difficult, you know, him not having legs and all. And one day he decided to go to the market, you know, buy something, where he saw something incredible. He saw a Chakma baboon leading an ox cart wagon. And the first thought that came to Jumper was that if this baboon could steer an ox, he could definitely run a railway. So Jumper bought the baboon, whose name was Jack, but uh, not before Jack's owner gave uh, Jumper a warning. Apparently, Jack would only work if he was given lots of brandy to drink. Yeah, uh, I'm not joking. Jumper was going to teach this drunk monkey to give directions to trains. But, uh, you know, Jumper had Jack work up to that. Like, uh, he had Jack do some simple chores around the house. You know, like sweeping the floor, taking out the trash, and giving Jumper wagon rides to work. Uh, no, that's that's not a joke either. Uh, Jumper needed aid for his daily commute, so he would sit in a little wagon and uh, have Jack push him to work. Monkey-powered wagons. The only way to ride in style. Uh, now, I understand that half of you listening are already looking up how to get your own personal monkey butler, but hold on to your butts, because we're just getting started. And uh, also, if you are considering getting a monkey butler, please remember that it is illegal to own a primate in most places without a license. Why do I know this? No reason. Moving on, uh, because uh, now we have a monkey working at our train station. Yeah, so uh, Jumper brought Jack to the train station and uh, started to train him. Jack observed Jumper working the levers and pulling the switches after hearing the blasts from the train whistles, and over time, Jack soon memorized the patterns of what levers to pull in correlation to the different train whistle blasts. So, for instance, uh, Jack knew that if a conductor blasted their whistle five times, then he would pull the first and sixth lever to put them on the correct railway. He also learned which tracks needed uh, the which signals and when. Basically, he was operating a stoplight, giving directions to trains and to get them where they need to go while making sure no trains crashed. He would even double-check his work to make sure he didn't make any mistakes. Soon, Jack was even doing the job on his own, and Jumper would sit back and read a book, as well as give Jack some brandy from time to time, because as I said before, Jack would not work unless he was given a proper amount of alcohol. Soon, Jack became something of a local celebrity, and the uh, train conductors loved him. See, Jack realized that the trains sometimes need to restock on coal, and they would need a, a key to unlock the coal shed to, you know, refill. So whenever a train was indicating that they were gonna get a coal refill, Jack would grab the key from Jumper and run out to the train to give it to the engineer. Now, I don't know about you, but if I saw a monkey give the engineer the key to the coal shed... It would make my day. I mean, like, uh, I could've, my wife could've left me, I, I lost my job, my grandmother died, and I'm on the train ride home. And then I see a monkey walking over, giving a key to the conductor. I mean, like, day in, best day of my life, instantly. But some people did not like the fact that a baboon was working as a signal man because some high-class aristocrat was appalled by the mere thought of a disgusting animal working at a train station. How did such a vile creature end up doing this job? <coughs> oh, man. Mm. I can't keep that snobby rich person voice up for too long. Uh, so yeah, some high-class person thought that they were above riding on a train that was following directions from a baboon, and they basically said, Let me speak to your manager. 
and told the, the owners of the railway. Now, the, the railway owners knew that Jumper had found an assistant named Jack to help out. What they did not know is that Jack was a baboon. And honestly, this one's on them. I mean, if you don't even know if your employees are humans, you probably shouldn't be running a business. It's like a restaurant owner going, why is our trash always on the floor? Ah, uh, Carl, can you come pick this up and then three raccoons in a trench coat and a name tag come out with a broom? I, like, what did they think that they saw when Jack was handing the keys to the engineers? Did they think that he was a growth-stunted child with a hair disorder? Either way, once the owners found out uh, that Jack was a monkey, they wanted to get rid of him. But then Jumper used the same logic as Airbud, saying that there wasn't a rule that baboons can't play basketball, I mean run a railway. The owners were taken aback by this clearly flawless argument. I mean, they had no choice but to give Jack a chance, and they would test him to see if he was worthy to run a railway. And uh, get ready to feel like a moron if you got anything less than 100% on a test because Jack got a perfect score. The owners were absolutely uh, floored by the fact that a monkey was successfully signaling trains. You know, they, they were, he, he, he's like pulling the levers left and right, getting the trains where they need to go, zam, zoom, making sure there's no collisions, double checking, looking back and forth, getting, getting the coal, getting them all uh, filled up. Like, he was amazing. They were so impressed by him, in fact, that they made Jack an official employee with a salary of 20 cents a day and a bottle of half a beer a week. And adjusted for inflation, that's about $24 a day. And, uh, well, still half a bottle of beer a week. But still, that's pretty good for a monkey. Jack then worked at the railway with Jumper for nine years until he sadly passed away from tuberculosis. And uh, it has been said that the entire time he worked as a signalman, he never made any mistakes. So remember, if you ever mess up in life or make any mistakes while at work, you're worse at your job than a drunk baboon. Anyway, unfortunately, that's all the time I have. Um, so uh, I got a couple of announcements to make before this is over. So uh, uh, first off, uh, sorry if this episode's a bit um, short. Uh, finals week, uh, so we'll see how next week goes. Uh, hopefully it'll be longer. Um other news, though, speaking of classes, um, I started this podcast as uh, part of a uh, podcasting class for school, uh, and um, well, uh, and well, I, I've decided that I'll uh, keep it going. You know, it seems fun. You guys seem to like it, and you know, I'll, I'll continue it, and I hope to be able to keep on doing it for a while. Um, this, uh, allows me to do some new things, because now that, uh, it's, the episodes were kind of, like, for, the episodes were assignments, like, you know, you had to make one for a, this, you had to, like, make an episode for each assignment, but they had certain, but there were things that you had to do for it, and so I, I, I'm now no longer underneath the constraints of his class, so now I can do things like make episodes a lot longer, or... I can, I'm going to do things like, uh, I'm planning on adding, like, little segments in the middle where I answer some questions that you guys ask me, uh, you know, I'll add things, expand a bit, uh, it's going to be fun, um, so yeah, look forward to that, uh, if you do want to contact me, you know, ask me the question, as the questions for the segments, as I said earlier, you can, uh, go to, uh, you can go to Twitter at, at Hist Hijinks, or you can, uh, email me at, uh, historicalhijinkspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, another thing, I'm, I'm also considering changing the name. I don't know if Hijinks is 
the best word. I mean, I, even I thought that hijinx would spelled H-I-J-I-N-X. So I, I don't know if that's making it more difficult for people to find the show. Uh, let me know if you want me to keep the name or change it. I might change the, the intro music. Uh, who knows? We just, I got, I got lots more room to play around now. So I'm also planning on uh, uploading episodes on Friday morning. Because, you know, like, uh, I've been uploading them on Tuesday, but uh, I, I'm going to try different days to see where I get the most traction. You know, see w w see on what days I, I get the most downloads. Like, on what days does my podcast get the biggest impact? Um, it, it, it's kind of like the difference between opening your, your restaurant during rush hour and opening it up at, like, uh, in the middle of the night. You know, you got to... It's all about timing. Uh, so, anyway, speaking, uh, another thing I want to say is uh, we we hit a hundred uh, downloads, which you know that actually happened the day of the last day of class. So, um, that was my my personal mi milestone goal. So, woo, barely made that. Uh, and uh, yeah, I plan on expanding my social media and. Uh, We'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, so, yeah, the, thanks for listening. I hope that you come back for more. Uh, I have a, I have lots of fun things planned for this show. So, I'm Nicholas Fowler, and this has been one for the history books. Mm -hmm.